This is The Social Geek Radio Network. and welcome to another special edition of Social Geek IFE Unplugged, recorded live in the podcast zone at the International Franchise Expo 2023 in New York City. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing Cole Celiac. Today we're talking franchise trends with Jack Day, Hope Valtteri, Max Emma, Mark Siebert, and Jack Wilson. Today's episode is brought to you by Answer Connect, Hughes, and the discussion starts next after I grab another hot cup of Big B coffee. Big B coffee started with a single store in Michigan in March of 1995. One year later, on a handshake, Bob Fish and Michael McFall decided to franchise the concept. Big B is on a mission to become 100% farm direct bringing a name, a face, and a place to every cup of coffee served through the One Big Island in Space initiative. Interested in owning your own Big B Coffee? Begin building a life you love with Big B Coffee by visiting BigBFranchising.com. in the podcast zone at the IFE 2023. Joining me now is Jack Day of Meals of Hope and Hope Altieri from Brand Journalist. Good morning, everybody. Good, Good morning. morning. Great to see you. I love this enthusiasm here in day three of the IFE in New York City. Um, Jack, let's start with you. Tell me about Meals of Hope. This is a very unique franchise. Yeah, thanks, uh, Jack, for having me, first of all. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, we've had a we've had a good uh, few days here in New York. Meals of Hope is pretty unique in the franchise space in that we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that's all about feeding people, and we are offering for-profit franchises. Uh, Meals of Hope fights hunger in three ways. We operate food pantries that feed about 4,000 families a week. We do out-of-school programs for the kids that qualify uh, in the public schools for free and reduced-cost meals. So we pack about 10,000 backpacks every month full of food for the kids and their families on the weekends. Uh, And we also do meal packing events, and it's the meal packing that we are franchising. Interesting. So tell me about that. How did that start, and why was franchising an option for the brand? Well, Jack, you know that with uh, we were talking earlier about COVID and um, the uh, all of the impact of the p- pandemic. Um, it really had a tremendous effect on hunger and food insecurity. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs during that, and even coming out of COVID uh, and the uh, expiration of COVID era benefits, there uh, there's the high inflation. So. Pantries are seeing unprecedented demand. People that never went to a food pantry 
are using them. And so uh, back in 2019, uh, the founder of uh, Meals of Hope, which is Steve Popper, uh, really had a challenge where he needed to find a way to uh, expand his pantries. And uh, he needed to, to, in order to do that, he needed to pack more meals. Because as a nonprofit, we get revenue from three sources. Uh, grants, donations, and the revenue from our meal packing events. So the challenge was, how do we pack more meals? And we went out and looked at different options, and really franchising kind of stuck out as the best option for expanding meal packing, which would help us to cover our operating costs and expand our other food programs. You know, we hear that so often with all types of brands and franchising that the only way to scale it out and the only way to grow to whatever the vision is is to go through franchising. So I guess that makes a lot of sense with, with your unique structure as well. How's it going on the franchise side? How many how many franchisees are you are you awarding this year and, and um, you know what's your footprint look like these days? So uh, we are offering about sixty four uh, territories all across the country. So we're not um, saturating the market. We want to create an environment where, and a territory where our franchisees, which we call packing partners, by the way, uh, our packing partners can succeed. So many states, for instance, are single territory states. Mm. So far, we have six territories currently operating. We have, uh, I think, five in uh, FDD, so we've really started to gain some traction uh, in uh, recent weeks. It's a bit of a challenge because uh, you know it's difficult first to explain to people how a nonprofit can offer for-profit franchises, yeah. <laughs> and secondly, how does the franchisee make money? So yeah. that's you know that's where the challenge is. It's it's because it's so unique. And, and just to clarify, it's these packing events, these very unique, very cool events that I've been to a couple. Hope I know you've been to a couple as well. Yes. That's really where the franchise opportunity is, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. So to, to describe that a little bit, um, meal packing is all about taking uh, dried ingredients in a recipe that's been created and packing them into bags, sealing the bags, boxing those bags of food, and then... Uh, donating the meals to a local food bank or food pantry. Uh, uh, what we do as a, as a franchisee is we seek out sponsor organizations who want to help end hunger. The, we ask the sponsors to do three things. Pay for the cost of the, the ingredients that are being packed, provide the volunteers to do the packing, and provide a space for us to do the packing event. From there, Meals of Hope handles everything else. We provide all of the ingredients, the bags, the boxes. Our franchisees, our packing partners, bring the equipment needed to pack the meals. And those meals are all fortified with 21 essential vitamins and minerals plus a protein to help uh, a potentially unbalanced diet. So the food banks love these meals because they're shelf-stable. Mm. They're uh, either a year or two years shelf-stable. Wow. And they're very easy to prepare. All of our meals are designed to be just simply added to boiling water and simmered. 
Excellent. And as far as the packing events go, this isn't just to get some work done. This is actually an event where an organization or a team of people or, or you know, other people who belong to some sort of some sort of group can get together and actually have their own community type event. Is that right? That's right. Uh, our sponsors could be any organization. It could be a high school group, a college group, a uh, church or other house of worship. It could be a company or a corporation or a Kiwanis or a Rotary. Uh, these organizations are all geared towards helping out. and. What these events end up being is really a natural team-building activity mm -hmm. for those organizations. So corporations really love doing these things for that reason, but also they're getting, when they pay for the cost of these ingredients, they're basically making a tax-deductible donation ah. because they're making that payment to a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, they're also getting their name, their logo, on each and every bag, we label the back of the bag with their logo, thanking them for providing these meals, and we also put a lot number and date code on the bag for traceability purposes that the food banks can use. You have everything covered that I was just about to ask about, so thank you very much for that. Uh, Hope, I want to ask you about some of the, the packing partner or potential packing partners that you chat with on a regular basis. What are the types of questions that they have about Meals of Hope when you, when you first talk to them? Well, first of all, we've kind of covered it. You know, the, the first question that they have, as Jack said, is how in the world can this be a for-profit yeah. franchise business model that functions under a non-profit? So if I can, the challenge for me is to get them to wrap their head around the concept, you know, first and foremost, because this is the most unique uh, franchise brand that I have seen. And it's actually my favorite, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I can tell. The, the enthusiasm for this brand is, is very different than just, you know, just another food concept or something like that that someone might be interested in. Yeah. Do you talk to people who have a certain, I don't know if I want to say, a, a certain passion for, for, for something or, or a certain interest or, or maybe it's a skill set, anything that really jumps out at you when you talk to someone and you're like, wow, they would be perfect for Meals of Hope? Absolutely. The conversations that I have with what I think are the strongest potential packing partners for us are the ones who obviously are looking to own their own business. But that's that's only half of it. It's really twofold. Um, these are people that have a heart for their community. Mm. Um, because that's that's the whole goal of Mills of Hope is we want to do the packing events and then we want to distribute the meals into the community. So it's a very unique franchise uh, model in the fact that obviously you're buying a franchise because you want to make money. But the second part of it is you're actually able to see a direct impact you know, in your own backyard, in your community. Um, so it's just, it's an amazing thing. So a great packing partner for Mills of Hope is gonna be somebody who has that heart for nonprofit, but they're looking to own their own business and to grow, you know, within their own franchise. Jack, if I, if I could just interject, you know, um, th this whole notion of a nonprofit offering for-profit franchises, I think it's important for maybe the listeners to understand that in a nonprofit, uh, you're basically your revenue comes from three sources: basically grants, donations, or income streams from operations. Okay, and in our case, the income stream is the meal packing. So another an analogy that we use 
think in terms of a church that ha- uh, that has a thrift shop. Right, right. That thrift shop is there to make a profit, but the profits go to the church for missions and that kind of thing. It's very similar to that. Got it. So we're sitting here in the Javits Center at the IFE in the middle of New York City, and we've got 340-some franchise brands out here. And I'm just thinking right now, all of these brands, some of them have two or three franchisees, some of them have a 1,000. That's a lot of people out there in lots of different parts of the country who might be looking for a new opportunity to add on to their existing franchise ownership. Is that something that that um, that you've seen happening where uh, a packing partner is someone who is already a business owner and maybe they are already involved in another franchise and this is something perhaps more of a passion project they want to get involved in? Have we seen that at all? Yeah, and, and sorry, Jack, I want to interject in here because the conversations that I have are, are people, and, and I hear it every single week, multiple times, it's people who have been in corporate America, it's people mm. who have been with a company for you know 30 plus years, maybe, and they're really looking to make a change because at a certain stage in their life, they really, I hear the word value all the time. They want to add value to their life. They want purpose and they want meaning. I hear that word all the time too. I want to do something that's got some meaning. And so this is a perfect franchise if you're that person who's looking for something, you know, to do in your community, direct impact, and to add meaning to your life. Love that idea. Yeah, and I think uh, we just actually had someone uh, contact us and hopes spoken to gentleman from St. Louis who uh, is actually uh, has a job, also has a business on the side, but uh, this uh, concept really resonated with him, and uh, so he wants to, to look into to doing that as well. You know, we've, we've actually uh, generated interest across the spectrum. It's not just one, one group or one genre. You know, we've had Gen Zs to retirees show interest. Mm-hmm. And I think one group that, I, that could probably really benefit from uh, a franchise is another nonprofit. I yeah, think that yeah. you know uh, all nonprofits. You know they everybody's got to pay the electric bill, pay the heat and, and AC, and pay the salaries. So they need income streams, and we think that this could be a great opportunity for a nonprofit to have an income stream. And I would also guess that you would be interested in partnering with some other franchise brands, maybe some of the folks who are here in the room, if they're looking for events and activities for some of their conventions or conferences, that sort of thing. Do you do, you do that typically? Yeah, actually we've, um, we've done events with IFPG, we did an event with the IFA out in Las Vegas, as you know, and um, you know, one of the great things that we've found having gotten into the franchise world is the franchise um, organizations are very giving. They really want to give back. So we've actually done events with Midas and Big O Tire, for instance, out of TPC Corporation. We're doing an event with Z-Bart in Detroit in 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 about a week or so. And so, yeah, absolutely. We did an event with Rob and Gagnon, and we sell restaurants. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. We've had great support from the franchise community. Franchising gives back is not just a slogan. It's a reality. So, Hope, we'll wrap it up with you. If anybody would like some more information about Meals of Hope, where can we send them? 
So um, you can go to the franchising website, which would be mealsofhopefranchise.com, and you can also get more information at mealsofhope.org. Excellent. Terrific work, everybody. Thanks for everything that you're doing, and um, thanks for chatting with us today, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks, Thank Jack. you, Jack. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. And once the right network is in place, franchises can further use their existing equipment, like providing secure Wi-Fi for guests or deploying digital signage to engage customers. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause the brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care, large enough to succeed. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Chatting now with Orvi Tejani. How are you today? Good, Jack. How are you? I am terrific. I'm really excited about your brand because it kind of stands out with a lot of other brands here at the IFE show. Tell me about the brand. It is. It definitely sticks out. Red Carpet Rocks, for those of you that know Rent the Runway, it's very similar to that, where women have the opportunity to rent or to buy special occasion jewelry for their special event, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a bar mitzvah, a prom, a gala, a milestone birthday. It's basically giving women the chance to look like celebrities. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, celebrities are renting indirectly, right? They're going, Van Cleef's giving them jewelry. Cartier's giving it to them. As soon as the award show is over, they take them off and return it. So I've brought that concept really to mainstream, and we allow women to do the same. I so. love that idea of doing something that isn't, um, well, shall we say, you know, the next brand of smoothie, right? So, so you're really, yeah. you're really stepping out into something that I don't think franchising has seen this yet. Why franchising? Why did you decide to go down that road with this you know, cool it concept? Was, I, that's a really good question, Jack. I was really, when I thought about how I really wanted to scale, you know, obviously the path in fashion brands is typically corporate, right? It's yeah. like, we're going to own all these stores. We're going to open them here and there and there. I wanted to go franchising because I wanted to give women like myself the opportunity to own you know, so and be part of something so special and so unique because as women, you know, we want to own businesses and entrepreneurship is the way to go. And but a lot of women, um, they're intimidated by some of the businesses in franchising. You know, if you're not doing food and you're not doing wellness and you're not doing um, home services, the options are really limiting. And a lot of women, you know, they want to either own their own retail store or be part of something like that. So it really is about giving them the opportunity to be part of what I'm doing and to like, you know, um, for, I would say it's just to feel like this is something special and not as intimidating and make them feel like, I could do this. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Tell me about the people who would make a great franchisee with you. So the ideal client obviously would be someone that was extremely passionate about 
fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Fashion, all things red carpet, who like turns on the Oscars, watches the reward show, obsessed with everything that's red carpet, or just even jewelry and fashion. You don't even really have to be a jewelry lover because I'm not obsessed with jewelry and outside of my red carpet world, I really don't wear much. But when I go out, I love to put on a statement necklace and I'm passionate about the all the award shows and what celebrities are wearing. So I think the foundation really comes from what makes a good um, franchisee is really having the passion for fashion. Love it. And and I love that uh, you and I found each other today because you and my colleague Hope Alteri spotted yes. each other yes. and started having a conversation about fashion. So it, it's kind of like that's where business begins with you. Absolutely. You have <laughs> to have it in you. And once you have it in you and you love it and you have that passion, you can sell anything. And that's how what that's exactly how it happened with Hope. She's like, I just, you know, I love what you're doing. I love the jewelry and I see this and I get it. And Jack, what makes me the happiest and I know when I've got the best franchisee is like, I get, and they're selling me and they're like, why wouldn't this work? This is amazing. Like I totally see it. And then it just happens. And so this isn't a hard sell. It really isn't. It's really, they come to me and the sell just happens. Mm -hmm. It really does. And it, I should have to push it because the women that I want to own this, I want them to feel right. what I feel. Right. Well, we're so glad you're here at the IFE 2023 in New York. Um, what's next for you in in this franchise group? Where do you want to take this? And what what's your plan for the next couple of years? So the plan is really to scale it and get it um, out there to as many units as possible. You know, our first year goals are three to five, and then it's seven to ten year two, and then hopefully we can get to, you know, that hundred benchmark. And then I see this as global. I really do. We've had a lot of global interest um, at IFE. We've had a lot of international clients from all over the world come in and express interest because at the end of the day, there's special occasions, social occasions happening globally. So, um, but the short term is to get it out there and get as many red carpet rock stores open as possible. Perfect. So the last question I have for you, all of the stuff you're doing, what are you most proud of? I'm really proud of Jack bringing this concept, this idea, my vision to franchising. It's new, it's fresh, it's exciting, it's sexy, and I think... I'm most excited about shaking up the franchise world a little with Red Carpet Rocks. Awesome. If we want to learn a little bit more about Red Carpet Rocks, where can we go? You can go to our website at redcarpetrocks.com. Orvi, thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to chatting again real soon. Thank you, Jack. And we're back in the podcast zone, talking now with Mark Siebert, the CEO of the iFranchise Group. Mark, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Jack? I'm great. Glad to see you here. Um, Great show today, huh? Yeah, that's for sure. There are a lot of people here. I have not seen this many people in one place, in one building in New York City, in probably, well, let's just say before the pandemic, right? Well, you know, I've, I've talked to a number of my clients, and they've told me that they got more leads in the first day of this show than they've gotten in the entire show last year. So it's it's really booming these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, everybody's really happy. All of the brands I've spoken to have been so busy that they don't have time to talk to me, and that's actually a good sign. So. That is a good thing. <laughs> Mark, tell me a little bit about the iFranchise Group. 
Well, we're a management consulting firm that specializes in helping companies to franchise or helping franchisors to franchise better. Uh, so we are rated as the number one franchise consulting firm in an independent study that's done by Entrepreneur Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done that study four years in a row. Four years in a row, we've been rated number one by a poll of over a thousand franchisors. Uh, and what we do is we help companies in the areas of strategy, in the areas of quality control, in the areas of marketing, and in the areas of sort of organizational development, training them how to sell, training them how to onboard, training them how to be better franchisors. And that's what we do. So if someone, and I, I've talked to a lot of people here this week who um, maybe they're not franchising quite yet, but they've got an idea and they've got something that they want to scale out to the size of some of these brands that we're seeing here, is that somebody who, who you'd like to have a conversation with? Uh, well, if they've got an idea, we'd sure have a conversation with them, but they're probably not ready yet. Uh-huh. We, for us, we, we want people that have an existing concept that's already proven, that's already profitable. Now, for us, we think franchising is a way of expanding something that's working, not a way of expanding an idea that somebody just happens to Yeah, have. yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of ideas, but it's all about the execution and, and exactly is it right. actually a business. Exactly right. Do you typically have a time frame that you like to see that really would make someone successful at franchising? Like they've got a business that's been profitable for five years already or, or some other time frame? You know, it sort of depends. You know, it depends on the nature of the business. If you're going head to head with McDonald's, you really need to be pretty slick. Yeah, but uh, we started working with Massage Envy when they'd only had about six months in operation, uh, and they had one unit in operation, and they today have sixteen hundred locations in operation, and an entire industry that that followed. Right? That's right. Yeah. So it really, you know, so in that particular case, they were the first in with a new concept, uh, and they wanted to make sure that they had that first mover advantage. So if the so there's a lot of things that sort of go into your decision making as to whether or not you want to have. One, you know, we did the same thing with Nothing Bunt Cakes. They were oh, on yeah. location, brand new into the into their industry. Nobody was out there doing the same thing. They started franchising, and, and they've got 450 now, and they just sold to Work Capital. So it really depends uh, on the nature of the business as to whether or not one unit is enough or whether or not you have to have multiple units and um, how slick you have to be and or how fast you have to enter the market. Got it. Are there any particular sectors right now that you're really bullish on as far as, you know, we've seen the, the, the rise of the, the smoothie companies uh, several years ago, and then we saw so many fitness brands come around, and then a lot of child care oriented brands. What's really hot right now, and, and what are you really looking at? Well, one of the sectors we really see right now is medical and healthcare. Mm. Um, one of our clients, a company called QC Kinetics, has mm-hmm. sold like 400 franchises in their first two years of franchising. Um, we've been uh, actually we got sort of a t- dedicated team that does nothing but healthcare franchising at our practice, and it's uh, really a, a dynamic area. But it's very complex because you've got a lot of laws that regulate it, and you have to yeah. be very careful about how you go about doing it. Yeah, but there's such an opportunity with a company like that for someone who's interested in being in healthcare, and maybe they don't have a long history in healthcare, they didn't go to medical school, right? Yeah. And, but, the, but they see so much opportunity in healthcare right now. So it sounds like that, is that sort of the model? Well, I mean, in franchising, it's really about making sure people understand the business side yeah. of, of something as opposed to the, 
the medical side of something. So when we're talking about sort of how to franchise a business, we're talking about making sure people understand how to make money at something. And healthcare with all the regulations and all the insurance issues and some of the other payment kinds of issues and you know those kinds of things really make it more difficult than people realize for medical practitioners to, to make money sometimes. And so a lot of people are getting into that that particular field and seeing how franchising can allow them to expand beyond just getting paid for what they can do personally into getting paid for what they can you know what they've got in their head as opposed to what they can carry on their backs yeah and then a, a franchisor helping them navigate those waters yeah exactly got it got it let's talk about the industry in general I think we're all still looking at this economy saying I don't know what to make out of it there's a lot of uncertainty out there where do you see franchising going for the rest of this year and into 2024? Are we going to kind of stay steady? Do you see a lot of growth happening? Where do you see it overall? Well, you know, one of the things we've seen over the course of the last two years since the end of the pandemic has been a real substantial increase in close rates in terms of the number of franchises that have uh, ended up signing. So it's gone from a historical 2%, which has been probably for about a decade, the close rate overall in franchising has been about 2%. And this last two years, it's been 3%, and then this year, 3.4%. So when you're seeing a jump like that, so, you know, that's a 50% jump in terms of close rate. What you're really seeing is a huge amount of interest in the franchise business model, some of which has been brought on sort of by people understanding what it's like to work for themselves and yeah. to work, work out of their homes. And, and you've also seen a sort of at the same time a huge number of uh, increase in uh, FI or EIN applications and uh, new business startups uh, across the board. And that number, again, has been sort of very consistent across uh, more than a decade. And it just jumped starting in 2020 and has stayed at about a 50% premium over what it had been for a long period of time. And so you're just seeing this whole uh, this whole trend toward entrepreneurship in the, the uh, market right now. And I expect it's going to continue as these entrepreneurs from 2020, 2021 continue to, to grow their businesses and find things that work and, and expand their businesses. And, and it could be a generational shift as well. It feels like there are more people who, let's call them Gen Z in their, in their early to mid-20s right now, who are embracing entrepreneurship far more than when I was that age. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, great. Um, let me go back to iFranchise Group. What is it that you've built with that company, or what is it that, that you and your team are, are looking at and doing every day that you're most proud of? Well, what, what we're looking for, when we look for, for clients, we look for two kinds of clients. One of the clients we look for is somebody who has a successful business that wants to grow it aggressively, but doesn't have the resources to grow mm -hmm. through company-owned expansion. So. We look for somebody who wants to be the next McDonald's or the next Massage Envy or the next Nothing Bun Cakes. And we will put together everything that they need, with the exception of the legal documents, but we'll put together everything that they need to help them achieve that success. And we've done that with a number of different companies over the course of the years. And you know, we've got a, a track record of having done that. And so that's a lot of what our business is. And then the other half of our business is going into companies that have tried to go it on their own and, and tried to uh, 
grow their business through franchising, but maybe made a misstep or two along the way. And we go in there and we've helped them to do a better job of either selling franchises or servicing their franchisees or maintaining quality control. And so when we see our clients have success, that's really our success. Yeah, yeah. Love that idea. Mark, thank you so much for joining us here today, and we look forward to chatting with you again down the road. Oh, great. And if any of your people want to hear anything more about us or learn anything about us, they can find it at ifranchisegroup.com. Back in the podcast zone, now talking to Jack Wilson. What's going on, my friend? Hey, it's great to be here at IFE in New York City, and in franchising, everything's going on right now. That is right. What a show. What a, what a what an outpouring of people coming into the show here today on day three of the IFE 2023. What do you think so far? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, because each time I walk past here at the show, I saw you with significantly <laughs> experienced people in franchising, and it's a reason that people are flocking here, because now's a great time to franchise, regardless of your age, and I'm hearing it from franchisors, franchi- potential franchisees, suppliers, and just passers-by who are getting their eyes opening to you know what franchising could mean. Yeah. I want to talk a bit about the trends and what people are thinking about franchising right now and, and what you see happening over the next 6 to 12 months. But first, let's let's learn a little bit more about you, Jack. What are you doing right now and and tell me about your journey in franchising. Journey is a great term, um, Jack, because that's actually what it what it happened to be. Um, I started as a corporate executive. I worked there for 20 years in the telecom industry. Um, It really helped expose me to small business ownership because I had a chance to be on various boards and committees at whatever part of the country I lived in. Uh, Ultimately, when I left the corporate world in 2010, I decided to help people by being a business mentor for SCORE, the Philadelphia chapter of SCORE. Uh, That gave me even more incentive to jump in with small businesses. So I did as a franchisee. And I owned a financial services franchise for 10 years, had a great exit strategy, uh, became a franchise development officer for a franchisor, and now working as a franchise uh, development um, director for Homewell Care Services. And the journey was one of learning and knocking down perceptions of what franchising is and learning what it really is, and it's a viable path to business ownership. I love the story of franchising in general. Let's talk a little bit about the perceptions out there. It's almost a joke now when we say, what do people think of franchising? The punchline is McDonald's, right? Or Subway or or something similar. So let's talk about that perception. I think we know what many people out there think and why they think it, but what are some of the, the key points that you're sharing with people to sort of bring some new ideas to them on what franchising really is? What do you tell people? One thing is um, put your perceptions to the side and be open to hear that this truly could be an opportunity that's right for them. Um, So in that exploration process, in franchising, we call it discovery. Not just discovery of any particular brand, but discovery of franchising being a viable path to business ownership. So what I try to help people see is they can take their transferable skill sets 
and and look for a business that fits the lifestyle they want. Not necessarily what they have because they're striving for something else. Uh, and then get the right guidance and somebody can help you actually go through that discovery process, find something that works, and you'll have greater flexibility in your life. You'll have an opportunity to create uh, perhaps generational wealth and put you on that path to, to uh, you know, to uh, not just business ownership, but give you a platform. And also, it's not just the big companies that you think you know are franchises. It's smaller companies, easier to get into from a capital standpoint, smaller that could support you better as you get into business. And rather than them dictating to you what um, they want you to do, they will help you, guide you so you can grow your business, scale your business, and ultimately have an exit strategy. And I think that's the biggest misperception is that there are all of these great small niche ideas that have been successfully franchised. And I think that's what people don't get. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. You mentioned earlier a financial services franchise. People don't know that that's financial services. How can you franchise that? Um, we chatted earlier today with one of my favorite brands that's actually a nonprofit franchise. Uh, there are so many healthcare-oriented franchises that are doing well right now, and I think it's those things that a lot of people just don't see. So I'm so glad that you're out, you know, sort of uh, uh, waving the flag for franchising on that. So what do you see happening for the rest of this year and into 2024? Do you see steady growth? Do you see a huge uptick? What's your prediction for the next year or so? Okay, good. Prediction. So you could be wrong, right? <laughs> uh, but what I'll say is uh, just knowing what we've done at um, Home Well Care Services, and as I talk to many of my friends here who are franchisors as well, um, it's, it's trending in the right direction. I mean, uh, many of us have just continued to keep the same strong pace of um, new franchisees as we had closing out 2022 and into Q1 of 23 and Q2. Um, I don't see that changing for a lot of reasons. Uh, more and more people are realizing that there are models, business models within franchising that can let them get their businesses started while maybe not even leaving their W-2 job, giving them an opportunity to get something going before they could move. And I was on a panel discussion yesterday mm -hmm. that was about uh, franchising over 40. And it was enlightening. Every person in the audience was that was in there fit that. Some in their 50s, some even in their 60s. And what they wanted to know was, is it too late? And many of my esteemed colleagues helped them see, no, it's not too late. In fact, right now is a great time. You've never been more um, more educated. You've never had more experience. You probably have never had more access to capital. And there's never been any more uncertainty in what yes. a job could be. Yes. So yeah. it's been great, and I think it's going to continue going that direction. And I think you hit something there. You hit on something there really well about it isn't just this group of people is now getting into franchising or that group of people. We've got Generation Z exploding with entrepreneurship, but we also have people of my generation who are discovering franchising for the first time. So it isn't just one group or, or another group. It's lots of people from lots of different backgrounds all across the country, you know, all across the world right now. So yeah, lots of, uh, Lots of things scaling out at, at, at a very much increased level. Um, anything else you're seeing 
as far as trends or uh, sectors or, or other hotspots in franchising? Right yes, yeah, certainly. And it, and it is the adoption and uh, utilization of technology. You know, some people think technology is, you know, scary, it's big, it's bigger than I can do because maybe they're in a corporate world and somebody takes care of all that. But more and more franchisors are finding it as a point of differentiation. It helps their franchisees when they uh, get the right technology and learn how to use it to be able to really uh, dominate their local markets. Because franchising, when you think about it, even though there may be national brand funding and things like that, it ultimately becomes hyper-local. And with the right technology, whether you know whether it's geo uh, fencing or uh, use of AI, um, you know, with uh, Chat GPT, all of those things really can help someone who buys a franchise use the cutting edge technology to differentiate them in their territory, so they can dominate their industry. Excellent, Jack. If people have more questions for you about getting into franchising, where can they find you? Yes. All over LinkedIn, first of all. <laughs> I see you only on there about 20 hours a day, my friend. <laughs> um, no, they, I can be reached at um, uh, jwilson at homewellcares.com. And I'm happy to help them with what we do or what franchising can do for them in general. Thanks, Jack. Before we go, a quick word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they set appointments, follow up on potential clients via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234. Or visit AnswerConnect.com slash franchise. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.